0: Welcome to Design & Style, a podcast dedicated to helping you attract new leads, own your influence, and develop your inner visibility warrior through our proven tools, techniques, and mindset strategies. I am Dixie Willard, interior designer and owner of Designing Dixie, a brand journalism media outlet. And with me, as always, is my beautiful, effervescent co-host,
1: Rachel Moriarty, a leading home style expert, best-selling author, speaker, brand ambassador, and product designer for Elegant Mosaics.
0: Gary Inman is an internationally celebrated designer of fine homes, luxury hotels and resorts, furniture, and home fashions. As a design historian, Gary has given more than a thousand lectures and has moderated and sat on dozens of industry panels. His television credits include A&E's America's Castles, the PBS series Monuments and Mansions, the Editor-at-Large, Design Tourist, the Design Network, and various television news interviews. He's also the Vice President of Hospitality with Baskerville, America's seventh most enduring firm with 120 years of continuous practice and one of the top 20 international giants of hospitality. The firm is currently working on projects in five countries and 44 states. Gary is also the creator and editor of the popular The Art of Fine Living, an online lifestyle journal that explores travel, design, art, fashion, and the culinary arts.
1: Gary Inman, how are you today?
2: I'm (laughs) wonderful, how are you Rachel?
1: So excited to have you, we ran into you. That's why we say it's so important to go out to events because I had seen you online Forever, like just seeing you, you have a very distinct look about you and your profile picture, and I just remember seeing you in the Theodore Alexander showroom, like right when we first got there, and I was so excited, and I think you guys, you kind of had your like, your uh, your crew with you, and you guys were moving in a group, and I was like, I just have to go over and say hi to him really quick, so that's That just shows the importance of being out at these events, and you get to actually meet people, even if it's only for a minute. There's something about that face-to-face that is so important.
2: Absolutely. I've been on social media forever, and, and like yourself, I have people that I've admired, and I certainly knew who you were. I, I noticed you across the room. You feel like you know those people, because uh-huh. you see them every day, yes. and you know what yes. their point of view is and their worldview, but then you yes. meet them in person, and they're even more delightful, so I, I, I have to say, I've never been disappointed, I've never met someone That's, in real life, and go, oh my gosh, they're so boring, you know, usually. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it is, you're right, you know, I've, I'm so happy you yeah. said it that way, I think I'll, I'm going to borrow that line from you from now on, I honestly have never been disappointed with another person that I followed and admired in, in our industry. Wow. I've always been so, you know, it's always been so great to meet them in person. I, I've even like last market, we met a friend that we engage with a lot on social media and i ran into her. I said to Dixie, Oh my gosh, she was even more,
0: even everything,
1: for, you know, it's just everything, more right. everything. So it was the same with you. You look, even though you looked familiar, than uh, um to your profile. I was like, oh my gosh, he's so handsome in person. Like he's so sweet, and uh, so it was really cool to run into you there. Tell me about you are you are in the hospitality, which is a little bit different than the rest of us. Most of us are doing um, residential. So
2: yes, yes.
1: Tell us about um your position.
2: Well, you know, I did residential for years and I still do some residential, but I guess about 25 years ago, I was approached by a university to do their alumni center. And I got the bug after that, there was something about creating a space that's used constantly by the public for events. And I kept getting this wonderful feedback from people that would have a wedding there or host a party there. And I thought, you know, I really am so interested in hospitality. And I began to expand my firm to include hospitality design and I've never looked back. I'm really fortunate today that I'm with Baskerville, who's one of the giants of hospitality. Um, we were number eleven last year, so really those those rankings are in our industry our side of the industry very important um, We have over three hundred active projects now we've done over three thousand hotels we work in five countries forty four states so you know I can I'll always do my cocktail bragging about Baskerville because I'm, I'm really proud of it that, you know, 120 years is an extraordinary achievement, really. If you think about yeah. what it takes to sustain a design firm, to, to found a firm in 1897 and have it still be incredibly strong and growing um, in 2018 is, is really remarkable.
1: That is, that's incredible. I love hospitality so my first husband was in uh was a hotelier and uh he was in Europe and which is a totally different culture than than the United States of you know and so I lived in Dubai you know we were able to travel Mm -hmm. in Cognac France and I heard you I was watching some uh, interviews about you uh, that you did and I loved how you talked about um, giving people the experience doing the research of the area, you know, you, you talked about how the rooms all kind of have to be installed and purchased in one go. But really, it's those common areas when you enter the space and yes. the way you talked about I was getting the goosebumps just listening to you, I can tell how passionate you are about the industry.
2: You Yeah, know, I've, I've always been passionate about storytelling. And one of the things I love about hospitality is you have this extraordinary opportunity to craft an experience for the guest. If they're traveling to a coastal setting, you can certainly play to that. But it's really more than just looking at The sort of environmental dynamics, you're really looking at culture. Mm -hmm. What events have occurred there? What are the the belief systems of the people? What's the the music culture? What is the culinary culture? And we do tremendous amount of research, particularly early in the project, when we're creating conceptual designs, we're really looking very broadly. And to me, it's the most exciting part of the design the design process. I love that when you're just kind of getting to know a place and immersing yourself in it. This past uh, couple of years, we've worked in the Caribbean, Costa Rica, um, Napa Valley, and each of those places is so different. And you know, yeah. it really, it's, I think, critical for the team to immerse themselves in that culture. And really dig deep you know I always say do your homework I've said this to design <laughs> students <clears throat> excuse me um, as a teacher and you know, I had said for years you have to do your homework there is no shortcut to being a great designer if right. you really if you really want to perfect your craft you have to be willing to work hard and the people in this firm work incredibly hard uh, I watch them produce these really kind of extraordinary images um, and really visions for what a property can be uh, so place is very important to that.
1: I, you know, I, I think, you know, the takeaway, most of our um, our listeners are residential, but what's funny, what's happening in the residential space now is we're getting a lot of um, micro entrepreneurs doing like Airbnbs and short-term rentals and, and stuff like that, and I think you can take kind of that same thing and do it in some of these residential, you know, short-term rental spaces and take that whole, like, you know, cause you have to market it on online first and consider where it's at and what experience somebody coming into town would, you know, would like to have. So I, I really love, that's what I took out of when I watched, Absolutely. when I hear you say that, cause I do a lot of uh, short-term rentals. I have a lot of boomers and investors here because in, I'm in San Diego and it's kind of a destination spot. So, um, I think that's great i'd love to hear you talk about it
2: i I think that's absolutely true i'm I'm fascinated by the airbnb and i have to admit i haven't stayed in one primarily because i'm working with hoteliers right right. (laughs) and and so typically i'm staying in one of the properties that i'm working on and i've been very fortunate to stay at a lot of wonderful resorts because those have been my focus but i was in a conference about two weeks ago and on the screen was a graph showing the largest hotels in the world. Well, of course, Marriott's the largest, and so it's really towering above everyone else on this graph. Um, Second in line was Airbnb. (gasps) They're bigger than Hilton, Mm -hmm. and and I was taken aback. I I knew that it was an important uh, phenomenon in our culture internationally. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. Uh, And so many of my younger friends and colleagues airbnb is the way they like to travel they feel like they're getting a more organic authentic experience and i certainly see that you know it's having an impact with hoteliers because they're developing some of the soft brands that are really trying to take the best characteristics of Airbnb and apply yeah. them to a hotel brand so you know it's changing the game in well, significant ways
1: do you think it's gonna get more boutique
2: oh absolutely
1: yeah because I, I feel like that's what like I know when I travel I want a little bit more of that boutique experience
2: sure well I mean personally when I travel I'm always going to stay in a boutique or I'm going to stay in something historic because I'm looking for an experience that I know yeah. it's going to be immersed in that culture Culture. Yes. And I don't really want to stay in a kind of big box approach, just not my thing. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. the entire culture has shifted in that direction. And part of that has been because of Airbnb and part of it's because people want to have that sense of being in a residential space. We hear that a lot on the hotel side, we want it to feel residential, we want it mm-hmm. to feel residential. And you know, so I think there's a kind of cross pollination that I love. Um, between the two sides of the industry, and I do certainly some residential. I just finished a huge house, um, and I love that process. They're they're different, but they're also similar in yeah. a lot of ways. And um, but it all comes back to that story, the experience, and creating a moment for a house guest or a hotel guest. So,
0: it's, well, it's kind of funny. Just hearing you say, you know, people people want to have that more residential feel. In the hotel, but you on the flip side, you hear the people who are doing residential design. You hear clients saying, "I want my home, my bedroom to feel like a spa uh, or a uh, yes, hotel. exactly."
2: <laughs> so it's you know the cross pollination there exactly. The luxury side of hospitality is having a real impact on luxury homes, mm-hmm. and the, the conference that's coming up at High Point in October, we're we're actually focusing on experiential design. So Ooh. we're talking about All of these aspects of storytelling and how you create really almost an emotional response to design by making it resonate with the visitor and one of the things that we're talking about is this cross influential you know process now where residential is impacting luxury and Mm -hmm. luxury hotels are impacting homes and it's dixie what you just said people want to have that wonderful bed bath experience. They want a luxurious, luxurious okay. bed. They want to have those spa components in their bathroom. Um, so some of those things they experience when they go to a, a wonderful resort or hotel, they want to bring those home. And I think you know that's, that's really bringing out the best in both sides of the industry. Um, uh, stretching designers is a really important thing. I you know I feel I I love it when my clients have had an experience that has moved them, and they share that with me, and then it gives me a chance to try to incorporate those things into their home if I'm doing home. Um,
0: so we hear we hear a lot about um, millennials in particular as a generation being more into experiences than anything else. Like that's that's what they do. You think that has some influence?
2: You know, it has some influence, but I think that's been overstated, and there's been a lot of great research lately. I've been so fortunate to go to a lot of conferences. So throughout the year, I typically end up going to eight, nine, or ten conferences. I hear a lot of great speakers. And so the thinking now is not so much to look at things from a demographic perspective, just age, Mm -hmm. gender, and those kinds of things. Those are important, but what's more important really is psychographics which is looking at mindset right and what i believe and what i hear from a lot of experts is that millennials and baby boomers have an awful lot in common because we we the way i think about travel and the way my young contemporaries or my, my young colleagues here at Baskerville think about travel, it's almost exactly the same. If you ask us questions, oh, we want the experience. We would love to be able to grab a bike and go down to the village. and to, you know, We want to have wonderful food and beverage experiences. We may want to try a new spa treatment we've never had before. We're not just going there to relax. We're not just going there because we're going to see things and the hotel is just a place to sleep. The hotel is a very vibrant part of the experience of going to a a setting. And so um, all those things, I think, are converging. And I really don't think it's determined by age, gender, or any of those things. I think it's, it's, you know, this sort of element of discovery.
0: I
1: love that. I want to hear a little bit more about this thing you're going to do in High Point.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Which day is, is it? Is it during the actual market or is it like a before or after?
2: You know, it's actually during market and we focus on hospitality on Sunday and Monday. Okay. And we actually have, um, we're going to have a wonderful opening event that Sunday with IMC. So there's a new section at Market Square. I know you love the suites at Market Square, right? It's mm-hmm. one of the Yes. Them- one of the coolest destinations at High Point. So on the, the top floor of the suites at Market Square, there's going to be a group of hospitality suites. Um, so you'll be mm-hmm. able to see exclusive hospitality providers and products. And they're going to host our opening event Sunday morning. I welcome everyone. Um, then Sunday night will be at Century Furniture, their Ooh. wonderful new showroom on North Hamilton Street. Uh-huh. We'll have our opening reception there. And then on Monday, we're encouraging them to see as many showrooms as possible. We have about 75 manufacturers that uh, do legitimate hospitality work. They're working with a lot of great hotels and resorts. We're going to have people there from Marriott, people there from Hilton, IHG. Uh, We'll have a lot of designers coming into High Point that do primarily hotels and resorts. Um, So um, we're actually giving them Monday to shop, and then Monday afternoon, late afternoon, we're going to have a keynote address by David Kepron, who's, by the way, one of the most extraordinary speakers you'll ever hear. He just absolutely is charismatic. He's uh, he's with Marriott. He's one of their global um, brand directors, and just really an extraordinary, extraordinary speaker. I've never heard anyone who is more passionate about their topic. And he really, um, he understands what drives consumers. So I think uh, the audience is going to get a lot out of it. So it's a really rich program. It's only two days, but uh, it's two days that are really packed with lots of great uh, industry networking, lots of shopping, chance to see so much product. And that's been the primary motivation in starting the program. And it's why I've advocated so fiercely for it because the other, industry events that we go to are great for the networking and interface but if i go to bdny and i i go to Mitchell Gold for example i'll see seven pieces of Mitchell Gold's collection Mm -hmm. if i go to Mitchell Gold in High Point i'm in a 30,000 square foot showroom (laughs) and i see their entire culture i see all of their product i meet their entire team Uh, so you know it's an immersive experience and that's uh, that's the reason. Obviously, I'm passionate about uh, promoting it. Um, but that's the reason, is because I want my design colleagues to experience what I have experienced for, for, for about 27 years now. I go there twice a year. As you said, it's Hollywood for mm-hmm. our industry. And um, you come back so excited, so inspired.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: <laughs> it takes, you know how it is, it takes two months to process. Don't you that find
1: it?
2: It really it takes does. two months to process everything you've collected and try to share that. And I'm posting constantly when I'm there, but I, I leave thinking oh, I only accomplished a tenth of what I wanted
1: right. to. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every
2: time. Every time.
1: Well, Dixie so. and I, the thing about. Um, what we love to do is we are very scheduled when we're there just because we have, you know, whether it's a panel or an interview or something like that um, you know, it's very, we're very scheduled, but what we like to do, what we love about high point is we like to schedule in time, that we call for magic, and it's those chance meetings, yes. like when we, you and I came. Theodore
0: Alexander meetings, for example. Anywhere?
1: Like <laughs> obviously Theodore Alexander wasn't on the schedule, but you know stuff like that. That's just amazing. We notice that in the margins around our scheduling is when the most incredible connections happen, the best conversations, proximity after hours. You know, I mean it's yes, just, yes. You know, I mean that is where I get the best. Right you know, over talking over a belly bar with somebody or, you know, just it, it's, it's just incredible. So I would encourage anybody not to just definitely schedule. You definitely want to, you know, get, you're taking time away from your business and everything. Um, but definitely leave margin for, you know, to be able to linger a little longer and not have to cut off a conversation because you have to be at that next thing really. Right. Quickly, you know, I, so,
2: I agree. I've, I've had some extraordinary things that have happened during those unplanned moments. Yes. I was at a cocktail party one night. I will tell you a very quick story. And I met Alexander Julian, the fashion designer, and I had admired Alex forever. And so we had this really lovely conversation and I thought, oh, it was nice. I got to meet one of my sort of icons of fashion. But about a month later, he called me up here at Baskerville and he said, you know, I've been approached about designing a hotel. I don't know how to design a hotel. And from there, we ended up collaborating and working on a really wonderful design together um, and it happened all because we met over cocktails and and I, I you know did the little fan thing in you know, it where I was oh you know I when I was at FIT you know and, and reminded him of you know that sort of heydays in New York fashion and back in the 80s um, I just dated myself I realized but um, you know we just had a lovely connection and from from there you know it ended up being an ongoing relationship and uh you know for my birthday he calls up my phone and and sings happy birthday and leaves me these great voicemails and so you you just really make friends there industry friends that it's it's almost impossible to do somewhere else there's something magical about what happens there I think because of everyone coming in
0: I'm sorry, we keep hearing over and over that it, there, a lot of it is being in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. and you can't be in the right place if you're you staying get out of
2: your house <laughs> in your office the whole time. That's yeah. right, that's right. You know I, I try to plan my schedule so that I'm doing as much shopping as I can. I'm seeing the product I'm, I'm looking at what we're going to specify for clients. I'm doing that part, which is really important. I also have a part that I set aside for media, um, because mm-hmm. I'm typically on at least two panels and I'm doing tours and so forth. So that's an important part of what I do. Uh, but the third part is really just the social interaction. And yes. I go to all the right parties. Yes, And yes. We know how you, you find out about the right parties. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I make sure my friends make sure that I'm invited to the right parties. And yeah. I mean, we're, we take care of one another. I have a yes. family at High Point. Um, that's my the other thing I was
1: that, gonna yeah. say. Every time you you really are because you you're away from your family. And High Point is a longer conference than it is. Your, you know, shopping thing than than most places, right? Um, so you it really make,
2: is. Yes,
1: you very close with the people that you are. You right. know, moving around with
2: some of my best friends in the world are. Uh, that's when I see them is High Point. That's when we get to spend time together and hang out together and and talk about just how difficult this career can be. You know, it has its yeah. its wonderful aspects and it has some really challenging aspects. Um, so it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, I it's, saw you with your crew one night at Proximity. You guys had yeah. were having a nice big dinner together and yes. it was like towards the end of market. I thought that was- Sunday
2: so night is always my night at Proximity. I, I always yeah. have a table for 10 and, and I rotate it. I've had yeah. some really fascinating people at yeah. the table. and. We typically end up in the bar and we dance till two in the morning.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's <it's>, uh, <laughs> that's
2: also part of the high point experience. <laughs> How do you get Talks by so on four, hours of, four hours of
0: sleep? Four hours <laughs> of sleep. Yep. yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when it was funny, when we got back the last time we, we got back and then we were recording the podcast and I could just hear my stomach growling. And I said, Dixie, I don't think I ate when I was there. And she said, you know what? You didn't. Cause we had her daughters with us. She said, when right. we were driving home, they were mentioning, I don't think I saw Rachel eat the entire the time. <laughs> time.
2: Yeah. It's, it's very easy to forget to have water and forget yeah. to eat mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, the last few markets I've had an assistant with me. Um yeah. sometimes I hire someone from High Point yeah. University. Yeah. And their job is to make sure I don't forget to eat. Right. Yeah. To make sure that I I'm agree. having water mm-hmm. to carry the bag, you know, because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need help with that as well. Oh um, my gosh. So it's just nice to have someone help with the logistics. It's a very yeah. demanding I love it, but it's a very, very demanding process. Um, yeah
1: yeah you're, I think you're
2: right Rachel it's a week long
1: yeah it's you know. long <laughs> it's, and it's you long. leave your hotel and you come back 18 hours later and so yes. you know, I think there was like a torn little Tor- dixie laughs because she's from oklahoma yeah. she used to live in oklahoma but there was that tornado that happened the last time remember there was oh, that's a storm right. yeah. and it was like um so you know you leave your, for 18 hours the weather's one way and it, who knows what can happen in the middle of the day and you know so it's it's we had her two daughters with us and it was the same they kept our schedule and told us oh, we it was had to so
0: be- helpful that's yeah that's- carried our stuff make sure job. and i've got allergies so they made sure i had food they made sure that we had water when we needed it 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 really is so helpful. I hadn't thought about just hiring somebody from the university. From, that's yes, amazing. Yes. That's, that is you know, it's it's a, a
2: great, great idea. Opportunity to mentor, but, mm-hmm. yeah, and then it's it's great because you have the support during that right. time frame. Right? So, yeah.
1: and it sounds like it, for anybody that hasn't been, it sounds like. What are they talking about? But yes, you, yes. you have to experience it, and then once you're, you know, in it a little bit, and then you are, you do have to be on this panel or that panel or do an interview with, you know, Jane Dagme or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, it gets really complicated because you're running all over town trying to make these appointments. Yes, you know, and the logistics are tricky. It's big. It's not Mine. like. <laughs> Okay.
2: <laughs> it it is. It's really yeah. spread out. And it's quite large. And my my dream is still to have a driver, <laughs> and yes. um, really just be able to get from point A to point B without having to deal with the stress of the buses, and the vans, and parking, and all of that. So uh, that hasn't happened yet.
1: Okay, <laughs> I have to know. Where do you, where do you get, do you get to stay at one of the hotels you work at or where do you normally, cause it's so hard to find a place, right? It really
2: is. Yeah. You know, I'm extremely lucky. My best friend from college and we've been best friends for a long, long time lives in Greensboro. Oh and my God. I stay with her and it's really, okay. we look forward to it, you know. For six months, we're like, oh, yeah. we can't wait until April. Yes. We can't wait yes. until October. Uh, yes. we, we catch up. We drink lots of champagne. Yes. And it's uh, it's really a great, great opportunity. I'm lucky. I've had that forever. And I've never stayed at a hotel. In the dry well, attic.
1: my in-laws live in High Point. So they pick me up at the airport every time, which is so crazy that they live in High Point because we're all mm. from San Diego. They were from San Diego but retired there. Um, but I don't stay with them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. I just got come in, have breakfast, have a little, you know, and then they take me to a right, hotel. Right. But Dixie and I have, you know, we've waited long and we've been like, oh, we're staying at the Easy 8 or I don't know, some like, you know, it's really tough to get a hotel. Luckily, it's Jason very,
2: very us. competitive. Yeah, yeah.
1: we got to stay at the Grandover last time, which is a big kind of. Oh, resort. that's
2: lovely. Yeah. <laughs> my My friend Phyllis is about three blocks from Proximity. So oh. I do most of my entertaining at proximity. No wonder. And yes. then it's very easy to get back. And, and right. if I've had too much to drink, I just Uber back to her house. Yes. yes. Uber everywhere. It's not my
1: seventy dollars at. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: yeah. So I I have a really wonderful. I'm very lucky. I have a great You've setup. Got a great and, uh, setup. And a, and a very supportive friend who makes sure I take my vitamins and and all of that. So.
1: <laughs> I love it. So what I'm just curious. So we were talking about it was so funny because when we went last time, we we worked very closely with the design network and Jason Harris, a furniture. Yes, yes. And they just added a new contract. Um gallery to their campus. And it's funny that they call it resume, you know, resomercial because it's such a right now between the commercial and then in, even in residential, we can use a lot of that stuff just for like if you have young kids or you have, you know, teenagers or, you know, it's like that. Yes. Yes. You know, using that high, some high traffic, if you have high traffic little public areas in your home, or if we're talking about short residential short term, Rentals, you know, it really is a crossover. So if I'm just noticing more and more I'm working on short-term rentals, what are what other conferences are there like would you suggest other than hype like high point, you know, obviously, but are there other good ones for people Working residential that are kind of doing like dipping their toe a little bit into because I feel like there's a little bit of a marriage in, in that short term rental space between
2: right, hospitality right.
1: because it's a, you get feedback from clients sure, sure. online feedback and and they want to they're talk about their experiences too. So it's, it's, important. I think
2: that's a great question, Rachel. You now, I think that's a little bit of a an entry pathway for some residential designers who want to start doing hospitality. Um. Last October we did a panel for ASID at High Point and oh. I was on that panel and it was all about so you want to be a hospitality designer and it was really kind of sharing strategies for residential designers to segue over and you know either to, to change some people want to move over to that side or to just expand your practice to include mm-hmm. both. so I think those sh- short term rentals are a good way to kind of start there are some events this past year i spoke at an event that was the american association of independent hospitality professionals it's one of those long acronyms <laughs> long, long names but the group has a lot of bed and breakfast small boutique hotels and these were all the the innkeepers and the owners of those hotels and what i liked about that conference was uh it was everyone felt very family-like they'd known one another for years it was just a, a really very, very gracious group of people, and some properties were very small, four or five rooms, um, and some were you know larger properties, but none of them were hotels in the truest sense. You know no one had more than twenty rooms, for example, you know, having a, a 20 room little boutique hotel was, was quite large. so it was nice to see that part of the industry and I thought, you know if I were strictly residential again, this would probably be a point of entry into the industry that would not be as intimidating or as mm-hmm. impossible as a branded property. Getting, right. getting approved to do design for a large brand like Marriott or, or Hilton mm-hmm. or one of the others, is quite challenging and difficult. Some of our colleagues are, are managing to do it. My um, friend Kelly Ellis, and I'm sure you, you both know Kelly. Love her. Kelly, um, Kelly and I did a a glass collection together several years ago and got to know one another at High Point. And we've been friends since. Yeah, it's, you know, you just, your paths cross in interesting ways, but she's now working on a hotel franchise.
1: In Colorado, right?
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's very exciting for her. She had wanted to make that I at guess least. expansion and you know kind of mm-hmm. begin to, to do that sort of practice so I was excited when she shared that with me uh, I, I don't have any details but I'm sure she'll be sharing it you know, Kelly's very good at visibility yeah
1: and, yeah no I'm gonna see her at um, Las Vegas market
2: oh perfect she's,
1: yeah. ha- she's doing a little thing at her uh, at her penthouse there
2: The mastermind
1: something uh, yeah she's sure. always got something going on when it's yeah. when it's Vegas yeah. style yeah. Um, yeah, that's so funny. I didn't know that you guys did a glass collection together.
2: We did. Um, Freitas Luxury Glass is there in Market Square. They're in the, the salons area mm-hmm. on the main mm-hmm. level. Um, yeah. And really, they do extraordinary blown glass. And so I was invited. It was Kelly Ellis and myself. And um, we just did some signature pieces. It was very interesting to do because I don't blow glass. And you, <laughs> you had to think about it as a designer. Okay, well, this, I would, you know, you obviously have a vision in your head the moment someone says, would you like to, and sure, you want to do everything, you know, yes, for, yes. for designers. But then I had to say to myself, okay, but can that be done through blowing glass? So <laughs> you have to, you know, then go on to Google and your research yes. the process. and. Um, her. You're like,
1: I'm just going to have to go to Venice, to Murano and Burano yeah. to kind of do, do, some some research. Research do some
0: research. <laughs> yeah.
2: I actually did get to do that last year um, and no buy way. some for a client. And I went to uh, Baravir and Tasso, which is the oldest glass company in the world. They're wow. in Murano. And Was I it highly, in Murano? Yes. I yeah. highly recommend it. If, you, if you're there, I have been. they're yes. one of the very best houses to go and oh see. Oh, my gosh. We, we watched the masters blowing Incredible. Glass, and it's so intimidating because I thought I could never do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, It takes yeah. such artistry and the speed and dealing with the heat and the danger of it all. It's really an impressive, an impressive thing. So it was it was fun to work with a glass blower and, yeah. and design a few pieces. Um,
0: so. Did you get to blow any
2: pieces? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I got to show up at High Point and show them off and, <laughs> and talk about it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But I I love the artistic process. I've designed everything from handbags and women's evening wear to, you know, rugs and lamps. And everything, every new challenge teaches you so much. And so I love, I always love the product design side of our industry as well. And I've been fortunate to be able to do that several times.
1: So. I did want to. I'm so happy you segued right there because I wanted to talk to you about. So, did you start as a fashion? And you started in fashion, no? I
2: did. Okay. I went to FIT in New York, and from the time I was about four years old, wow. I wanted to be a fashion designer. Wow! Um, I grew up with Jackie Kennedy, not literally, but she was <laughs> yeah. the icon of yes. of my world, and. I discovered Coco Chanel when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really she's she's been the most influential designer in my entire career Chanel has been yeah Um, so fashion was really where where I got my sort of foundation and it was the thing that got me very excited about what design can do for people's lives and how Mm -hmm. you can have a real impact and so I went off to New York and I ended up working for an evening wear company and through that process, I met Mary McFadden and Vivian wow. Westwood, wow. and Liz Claiborne, and I ended up working with these really dynamic women, um, who just are mesmerizing in their talents, of course. Yeah. Um, and I was in my early twenties at the time, so it was it was a great time to absorb sure. and listen sure. and really. Uh, it changed the way I thought about design. And when I segued into interior design, mm-hmm. you don't leave those those no. lessons. There's so much similarity between fashion and interior design and architecture and product. I, you know, there's, there's a kind of common core. Yeah. Of, um, in terms of the design process that doesn't really change if the medium changes. So.
1: Well, I was I started in the fashion industry, too, and then came just organically just, right. you know, through life. Oh, I'm starting to buy houses now. And, you know, and then your, your interest kind of changed a little bit into, into interiors. So I've been happy that I'm in a time where there is social media yes. and. I didn't even think of marrying fashion with interior design until I started doing live streams and then people would say, "Oh, I'm just coming to watch what you wore, what you're wearing today." You know and so for me the yes. visibility on social media has been the thing that brought something that I've always been. I started and I've always been a vintage shopper. I started going to thrift stores when I was 12. I've always I've had a uh, collecting uh, vintage scarves since I was 12 years old, and so it's great that I can wear like my vintage scarves were always in a in a drawer unless I was in Europe, and then you can kind of wear them a little bit more, you know. And then um, and it's just great like I can wear them every day, and it's sort of become part of my my personal brand. So right. I'm just happy that yeah. we're in a place where I can we can marry the two. You know, and I can, you know, even when I'm at home, I I record almost every day or I'm on live streams almost every day. So it's nice that I can get up and get dressed and not be in my pajamas all day long.
2: (laughs) That's a great feeling when you adorn yourself. Yes. So that you're ready to face the world and, and, and be the person that you truly are. Fashion such an important part of that. I mean, it's so much more than just fashion. And you know, I, I think people that don't get it just probably will never get it. But yeah. it's, it's really iconography. It's... It's a way that you sort of culturally represent yourself to the world, and you know, fashion is so incredibly important to society and culture, and always has been. The really smart people get that. Yeah. Um, if you ever yeah. go to the Costume Institute at the Metropolitan Museum Whoa. of Art and see those collections, That's you know, amazing. then you really, you really start to get how you know empires, Napoleon and Josephine, look at the way they used fashion to define all of their ambitions and who they were. So I think it's really, for me, it's very important through social media. You've got an opportunity, a platform Mm -hmm. that unfortunately didn't exist when I started practicing design. Everything went media. And, you know, right. so I was like all designers, I was focused on doing designer show houses, yep. cultivating relationships with editors, which I still do, you know, of course. Um, but print media was everything and you really had to get in magazines. That's Publish how you got- Publish or perish. Exactly. <laughs> um, when social media took, took, you know, got its foundation and took hold, I mean, it, it was a game changer. It and for really me, it's is, been yeah. a really good game changer. Yeah. <laughs> I've embraced it, and I've I've enjoyed it. Um, when I was a style spotter, that was a moment, you know, a defining moment. Um, Barbara Walters calls it a turning point. That was my turning point. You know, was I was it. Uh, High Point invited me to be a style spotter in 2014, and oh. I went from being, you know, relatively unknown on social Uh media to suddenly being very well known
1: on social
2: media. And so I, I worked it, you know, you, you really do have to focus on social media. It's, it's a process. You know, it doesn't just happen. And and you you both know that incredibly well and and, and you're you're doing so incredibly well with it. Um, But you know, I've loved it and it's helped me to get my particular viewpoints on design out into the world and, Fortunately they found an audience and through social media, you know, I've ended up being doing Instagram takeovers really.
1: Oh can I
2: just and and,
1: can yeah. I just stop right here? Yeah, I yeah. love your Instagram, by Thank the way. You. I i if anybody listening, please you you have this you're so luxury to me and your Instagram is, I mean I don't even know. I was trying to like, go scroll through your Instagram and, and try to find the words about it. But just luxury is like the one thing that from the buildings that you that you choose to to show um, the food, sometimes it's shoes and handbags and, you know, icons of fashion. And, you know, it's it's so diverse, but I it it tells your story of what interests you and I think that is such a cool thing that you can just do it visually really you don't really have to say too much I can just scroll and just know what you're about you know I'm like oh I better bring this champagne to go hang out with Gary you know it's like definitely not going to bring the the Pabst blue ribbon or whatever you know what I mean right. so you have this like, I appreciate
2: element. that I, it's really I I've cool. been I've been very careful about the way I've curated. Rachel, you've curated
1: you, so beautifully. Yes.
2: Thank you. You you picked up on it perfectly. I I've always had certain things I value, and I think other people do as well. And attention to detail is incredibly important to me, and I think it should yes. be really every designer. And yes. So in my Pinterest curation, which has been my biggest platform actually, I've got about forty-four thousand people there. Oh. And um, Instagram is new for me, but it's growing rapidly because I'm getting Mm -hmm. really positive feedback and responses. But I love that process of really editing the the world. I, I say this to my clients sometimes, particularly to residential clients, I will edit the world for you. And it's Mm -hmm. true because I'm looking always at everything. You know how it is, we're addicted. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at fashion magazines, I'm looking at design magazines, I'm reading blogs, I'm traveling, I'm doing all these things and exposing my eye constantly. And then it's the process for me that becomes important is I need to edit that down to the things Mm -hmm. that I think are the purest expression of creativity. And things that to me resonate as they could only have been the way they are. Yeah. Whoever yeah. created that, they just nailed it. Yeah, there's nothing extraneous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what it needed to be, whether it's food, you know, handbag shoes, a building, you know, it's the same the same process. They've they've done their work. And mm-hmm. um and I can appreciate that forever. I, I tend to find that I never tire of something either. Um, Chanel will always be my 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 goddess because I don't think her her style ever dates. Right. Right. It just Right. Perfect. I
1: just had it. Sorry. I have I like, I have children home for summer, so a little one just ran right
2: behind. Uh, me. Okay. <laughs>
1: I tried to mute the little footsteps because they're not little pitter patters, they're like clump, clump, clump right behind me. <laughs>
2: That's okay. So
1: that was wonderful. I I'm so happy that we got to touch on that because I really, really enjoy fall. I will always enjoy Thank you so much. I never know what's gonna <clears throat> pop up. Like I'm like, Oh, Princess Diana. Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> You <laughs> know, it's it's you honestly what's it's just whatever up. is moving me at the time. And recently I've been doing a lot of places that I've visited, and you've noticed some of the English country houses. Yes, and yes. I, I don't know why I got on this kick, but I've been sort of remembering some of the experiences I've been privileged to have that have been kind of sitting in my archives for 20 years. And I thought, you know, I need to bring that back. That was a very important moment in my life. And I want to share that. And here's the thing that's miraculous. I've reconnected with friends I made on that summer school program in England 20 years ago. Wow. Because they saw the post, you know, Mm -hmm. thank goodness for hashtags and, and for copying websites, right? Yeah. And the institution that did that summer program, the director is now following me on Instagram and we've had some lovely chats. And, you know, it's just all of that's through, I think, celebrating the value that someone's brought to your life.
1: I think I'm going to pull a page out of your book because I feel like just how I feel like I know you from all these different things. And I just love that story you just told um, a lot of stuff I haven't really And people that know me don't know that I used to live in the Middle East, that maybe they don't understand why I use such saturated colors and so much pattern and so much, you know, and it's, you know, and I'm Mexican and I live, you know, near the, like 10 minutes from the border and my parents live in Mexico. And, you know, so it's like all of these influences, I think maybe I'm going to start adding in because at first I started with just interiors. Like, I feel like I'm going to start adding in some of the places that I've been to. You know, of course, I've traveled all over Europe. We talked about Venice and Murano today. And, you know, like you're just, just uh, this conversation today is bringing up uh, memories that I've had. So I think my my feed's going to start looking a little more Gary Inman. Uh (laughs) Maybe not as refined, but...
2: (laughs) I would love that, Rachel. And, you know, you've had some experiences that I haven't had in my life. And, And so it's always... Wonderful to get to see that part of someone. Um, yes, Jael Nussbommer is someone that I admire. Her book oh my book, gosh! Wonderlust. She's going uh, to be on a panel that I'm putting together is she? for High Point, Point. and um, I think her book is brilliant because when I go through that book, I feel the way I feel about my own life. There's so my book many. She's sitting
1: right behind me right now. Oh,
2: wonderful! I'm not. Well, it's a spectacular Amazing. book, oh. and. Uh, what I love about it is I get lost in it and I yes. feel like I'm living her life yes. along with her. And we've all, most of us who are, you know, creative people, we've we've had a lot of great experiences and yes. I think we need to remember those and value those and share them, quite frankly, yeah. because uh, yes. it lets people know more about who we are. I always feel that at this stage of my career, I have an obligation to help young designers find their way and it's a very confusing industry and it's very competitive and with social media there there's so much competition you know you're so aware of your competition now um -hmm. i think it's good for young designers to see how people have charted their path Mm -hmm. and how they've built a successful career Mm -hmm. and I, i hope it's helpful i i try to Lecture as much. I'm lecturing for High Point University in October when I'm there. So, and I'm on their advisory committee, advisory board. And so, you know, things that allow you to give back. And I, in a very interesting way, I think social media can be a way to help educate and elevate. It shouldn't just be about selfies, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And that's kind of what our podcast is about too. We were, you know, two little solo firms having these private conversations. And we, one day we said, let's just re- start recording this. And it's just turned into a big, a much bigger thing that, than we could have ever imagined. So, and now we're here talking to you, which is
2: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so why, we just want to wrap up. We'd love to wrap up every interview. You know, we talked about everything, but why would you say today visibility matters for interior designers?
2: You know, I think it's critical. It always has been, but it's it's different today than it was 25, 30 years ago when uh, really it was through print media and through show houses. So those were your two ways to, to kind of get yeah. noticed. Now everything moves at a much, much faster rate and mm-hmm. people have almost an insatiable um, desire to see and look at things and know what's going on or, not just in their own backyard, but around the world. We're okay. so connected, uh, and I actually think there's some advantages to that. So I think it's really important to do your research, think about who you are, what are your brand values and your message, what is it you want people to know about you. If you define that or curate that carefully and beautifully, you know, Rachel, you just touched me because you you've Figured out exactly who I am by my Instagram, and you know I've had clients recently in interviews who have said to me, "We we just knew you're the right person for us. We've never met. They don't know me as a person. Mm-hmm. They know the person they see on social media. Yeah. But that's that's been the catalyst for them having a you know sensibility of of my process and and what I could create for them. And fortunately, they haven't been disappointed because I think I've done a very honest representation of who I am. You know, if you wanted um, a low cost, um, very small apartment in New York, I'm probably not the right person to do that. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not my strength. And so I've been really, really honest about that. And I feel for young designers who are creating their careers, you know, you've got this extraordinary tool, just use it, get advice. I would talk to designers that you admire, Uh, find out how they've presented themselves, what's worked, Mm -hmm. what hasn't worked. You know, I'm always, even at this stage, I ask questions, you know, friends like Alexa Hampton, whom I admire tremendously, you know, she's such a brilliant designer. I'm always asking for advice, you know, I'll offer advice um, to any designer who wants it, who wants Uh to do something similar to what I've done. But I, I find that some of the young designers I've worked with are hesitant to ask and I was like oh ask you know just people are very generous just you know they want to be generous they want to help and don't try to figure it out on your own you know just just ask and uh, and learn from that so um I would I would say go for it full gusto you know really be bold put your message out there and you will find an audience I love that. That was a beautiful bow that you just wrapped up. That was
1: a a beautiful luxury bow, of course. We would expect nothing less from you. (laughs) Thank you, Gary, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend a little bit of time with us in our community. We can't wait to introduce you to our community. And we are definitely going to keep an eye out and be putting some of those uh, panels and things that you have going on 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 our High Point schedule. So we're looking forward
0: to seeing you in October as well.
2: Thank you so much, it'll be great fun to connect. All right,
0: bye Gary. Bye bye. Sometimes when it comes to visibility, it's hard to know where to start, how to start, what's truly important. Maybe you've already started, but instead of getting anywhere, you just feel lost and confused. Maybe you see others making great strides, but it seems like you're getting left behind. Or maybe your once successful visibility efforts just aren't getting you the attention they used to, thanks to new technology and an ever-changing industry. It's time for a change. It's time to take control stand up for yourself and your business. It's time to become a Visibility Warrior. Join us today at visibilitywarrior.com.